0: We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor.
1: Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing.
0: So, here at the BGB Studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy.
1: There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now.
0: So sign up now to secure a spot and get to work. Go to braemangarciabrawn.com slash classes, or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class. Hey, everybody. It's Risa here. Hello.
1: My name is Stephen.
0: (laughs) Stephen Braun. And uh, welcome to uh, our podcast. We're doing a special bonus episode about pilot season, and we're going to talk a little bit between the two of us, and then we've invited in a wonderful casting director and BGB teacher, Becky Silverman, who's going to join us and talk about her experience about pilot season and casting and so forth. Here's a little bit about Becky. You know, Becky always knew that she wanted to be a casting director, and she has indeed made that her career. She's had the great fortune to learn from some of the best in the business and to work across multiple genres, including casting the television series Criminal Minds and working on Without a Trace and American Heart Story, to name a few. And she's been nominated for three CSA Arteos Awards, casting's highest honor. A few years ago, Day One, a short film she cast was nominated for an Academy Award. And she's a really sensitive, actor-loving, hardworking, deeply spirited, talented casting professional and teacher. And we look forward to continuing our conversation with her. So let's jump in. Pilot season. What? 2020. What's pilot season? What is pilot season? Is, is a there thing? a pilot season? <laughs> well it is in people's minds. And should we care? Yeah. We shouldn't care and it's a thing in people's minds. Ah, pilot season
1: a mental construct. Yeah,
0: I think wow. so. More than anything, and let's talk about what that is. But 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 to honor what comes up for people, for me too, you know, for all of us. Something comes up, you know, the beginning of the year happens and then we move into this idea of award season and Sundance and all these things that we may feel like we're outside of. Right. And then there's this notion of pilot season, which which almost is like a, a, an annual notion, an annual construct, an annual experience that does or doesn't exist for people, but there are big feelings around it.
1: No doubt. And, and it, it it offers uh, hope, <laughs> false though sometimes it might be. Okay. Uh, it, uh, it offers uh, the pressure of I should be doing something, something should be happening. Right or wrong, yeah. right? even if you were to say, like, oh, I'm not uh, booking anything, but it's pile season, I'm getting out a lot. Um, I should
0: be a part of this.
1: Right. There's yeah. some folks who either this pilot season or historically have spent, you know, pilot season, um, and we'll talk about exactly what that means uh, in a sec, but uh, living out of their cars, you know, like you have uh, food and change of clothes because you're going from on road, one audition right. to the next, to the next, to the next. And basically you're on the road all the time. You're just showing up to these auditions completely frazzled. and blah, But that might be yeah, an antiquated notion. And yep. it feels like every single year... It's, uh, it's dissolving uh, into the ether more and more. Yeah. because of technology because uh, of all sorts of reasons which we'll yeah. get
0: into. Yeah. And, and so we just want to acknowledge those feelings that come up for you and, and it's important for you to just stop and acknowledge what that is for you. What does pilot season mean to you and what does it bring up for you? And to take a look at that and to see what's real, what's constructed, you know, and what or manufactured. And we're gonna talk a little bit later about what you can do about that. So that you can have a healthy, successful time of year slash pilot season.
1: Yeah, and so maybe best place to start with what actually is pilot season. And by that I mean not the the mental construct, but the industrial construct, the the construct of our industry uh, as it has been created uh, over the decades. To uh, create and process uh, television. <laughs> and sometimes not good television, but television nonetheless. Um, as opposed to the pilot season that lives in your head, that is uh, the thing that causes some sort of pressure, makes you feel shame or like you should be further along than you are, or. Uh, or that this
0: is the opportunity of a lifetime. Sure.
1: Pilot yeah. seasons passed, right? Like, right. well, last year I went out, or five years ago it was different. Or, uh, all of those stuff, uh, all those things in your head that we will separate from the actual thing that is pilot season. The Actual industrial construct. Risa, go ahead. You've well, uh, you've been through some pilot seasons. I not- have
0: been through some pilot seasons. I'm definitely uh, have some war wounds. How many pilot seasons have you think you've been through? Um, good question.
1: I've been through as 20, an actor. I guess. Yeah. Well, oh, really, more than that. I. think.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't even know what it was until oh, I got into were, television Right, because you were busy doing movies. I was yeah. doing movies, and 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 then got into t- television at a really great time. But when pilots were starting to. To fall to pieces, you know the whole notion of what that was. But I've done a bunch of pilots, and it's yeah. it's pretty brutal. And I have a lot of conflicting feelings about it right now myself, as to walking into this time of year and what do I want to do about that, and even to be a part of it or not to be a part of it. Right. Um, so what happens during what now amounts to just 60 days or so? Yeah, yeah. So let's, you know, let's talk
1: about what it actually is. It actually, ahead, yeah, yeah. So, and
0: it used to be longer. It used to be like mid-January until mid-April. Yeah, yeah. Right. But now it really starts at the end of January and then it is pretty much over by the middle of March at, at the latest, except for some comedies that maybe tape in, in, in April. But the truth of it is it's really short, right?
1: I think so. I mean, yeah. uh, and again, it seems to be getting shorter and shorter.
0: Yeah. Um, and so think about that. So let's just talk about what a pilot is.
1: Just as a notion. What do you mean? What a pilot? I know what a pilot is. Uh, what it's, is it? Uh, it's the first, uh, you know, a version of a TV show that you sell to some people, and if they like it, they'll say yes. Let's make more of those. That's what a pilot uh, is, Risa.
0: Yeah, that that is what it is generally. Um,
1: <laughs> we can get more specific, than but that. it's
0: but it but but and this leads to all of the pressure. It's one single episode that's made and tested with audiences, and either picked up to series or not. And the number of pilots that are picked up. So if they're if 80 or 90 are made by the major networks, and that's all it is—it's you know the the four networks and a couple of others—and if they're 80 or 90 made, maybe 20 are picked up, and maybe of those 25 last through the first season, and maybe two through the second season, or three. I mean, we're talking about like this this sort of funnel from big ideas to actually. And you think, oh, 80, 90—that's a lot. You know, that's like 1,300 jobs, but it's it's really not very much in terms of what the end result is.
1: And that speaks to some of my trauma around pilot season and okay. doing pilots as an yeah, actor yeah, yeah. and coaching them now, too, because... Yeah. That bottleneck creates this frenetic, um, uh, you know, emotionally violent. Oh my God, we have to get this done. We have to get this on the air. There's 130 cooks in the kitchen. They all have different ideas. Right. So, so the 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 script that you as let's say as an actor, when I was doing pilots uh, during an acting career, but also now the scripts that come in when we're coaching audition sides. Some of them are completely fucking unintelligible. And I, I don't mean that with any disrespect. It's just like you see. The that, wow, everyone is just running around with their hair on fire. Trying to figure this out throwing things at the wall and no one really knows and and so Then an actor enters this situation and tries to elevate this thing to the level of humanity It's one of the reasons why in our even in our pilot season workout classes or audition classes um, Yes, we'll deal with pilot material But we have to offer the caution that if you as an actor are working on pilot material consistently You are not getting the full extension of your muscles um, Because when you actually address this kind of material that comes from this pressure cooker that you're describing uh, this one singular episode right. that's supposed to spawn seven seasons and a franchise or whatever, um, you really have to show up really muscular so that you have to fix what's there and elevate it to the to the level of humanity.
0: Yeah, and and to speak to that, so writers write pilots; they they try to. Bring everything po- they can possibly bring into that st- one story into those either 22 minutes for a half hour or 44 minutes for an hour. Remembering these are commercials on network television, and they are they're bringing they, they have to introduce all these characters. They've got they've got to identify those characters to. The audience and invite them into this world. So they have, and sometimes it's formulaic, but it's real, there's quite a lot of pressure to create a first episode that's going to do all of those impossible things in one episode. And so some writer or a couple of writers have put their hearts and souls into this thing for months and months and months and months. And whether or not it's formed or even close to a real story, when it gets picked up, suddenly it's like it's, it's put on this pedestal. Like it's at the top of this mountain and everything has to be amazing in order for this thing to have a life. And so all of those people, the show creators and all the producers and everybody around it, they will do absolutely everything they can, including selling their firstborn, in order to get this thing to be picked up.
1: So then uh, the lead character, who was once a subatomic particle physicist and the thing took place in, uh, you know, Azerbaijan, now all of a sudden it takes place in Detroit and we're going to have Kevin Costner be the lead. Or what, you know what I mean? Like those sorts yeah, of things. Like, exactly. sure, whatever, let's get this damn thing on the air. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Try to pay some Whatever bills, it takes. And, you know, the way, I know we're jumping around here, but it's it's it, there's we have a lot to say about this. If if you're an actor and you want a shot at this thing, what they're thinking is they're competing with all of the streaming platforms from the same networks. They're competing with all of the alternative platforms, Amazon and and Disney Plus and, you know, Hulu and, and yada yada and Netflix. Um, and so they need to get their, their casting to a level where they believe that test audiences and America is going to want to tune into their show more than they're going to want to tune into a Netflix show and more than any other pilot that's being made. So they are going to start going after the craziest people because Meryl Streep is doing television now, right? So, like, why won't she do our pilot? Viola Davis's show is ending, so she should come do our pilot. And and they'll they'll start heading toward really unrealistic places in order to. F- so you don't really count in their minds quite yet if you're not if you don't have that kind of stature. But the great news is when all those people pass and you are waiting in the wings as the brilliant understudy, ready to walk on and take your place in that room or in that self tape. Uh, that's when they are desperate, they are a week away from shooting, they need you, and they've now, in their minds, let go of all the, the impossibility, and now they're like, okay, let's just get the best fucking actor we can, Because and then they rethink, they renegotiate with God, you know? <laughs> and they so they go, okay, okay, we're not going to get those people, so let's get the best and most amazing actor that's going to walk in this room because then we're going to be like Stranger Things and we're going to do that kind of casting and blah, blah, blah. But everything that they... This is important to really remember. Everything they do comes from a place of desperate need to get their pilot picked up and on the air.
1: And and so as that relates to, um, you know, when when you show up to the audition and your nerves about it, you have to know.
0: And you and by the way, it's loaded for you because you think this pilot could change your life. Right. It does not matter nearly as much as it does for them.
1: Which is what I was going to say. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, that, yeah. that, that's exactly right. That, yeah. that, that their needs and their careers yeah. are at stake most likely more than yours. Um, so you have to, in all of your work, your self-tape in person, and it's mostly, it'll be self-tape this, this year. Um, you have to position yourself with the understanding that you are here to help them um, because they need it.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about what that looks like, what that really means. You know, walking into a room, with a very strong personal point of view about what this material can be, knowing that it's not fully evolved, that they have an idea of who these characters are, but they're not human yet. And you're the only one who can come in and humanize them. And that if you walk into the room understanding the fear and anxiety and pressure and desperation that they're all feeling, how can you share your vision, your point of view, your humanity, your talent with them in a way that Elevates their work, but also makes them realize, oh, that's what that character is. That's what I wrote. That's what's possible. That's what's going to get me my show scene.
1: And, And this is why it's important to understand what a pilot is, what the industry is actually doing, what its purpose is around this time of year what its limitations are, and yeah. the limitations are, are increasing as, as we move along. Again, we talked about pilot season sort of dissolving to a certain extent or, or as we knew it. Um, because if it exists in your head as this fog of anxiety and, you know, hopes and uh, uh, goals not achieved and all that kind of stuff, it, if it remains that mental concept, uh, you won't be able to address it. In a way that actually uh, gives you success, you have to understand what it is, what people are going through right now, the showrunners, or whatever these people who you're trying to uh, uh, to have be open to you, invite you to play with with them, um, so that you can do that. So you have to see the true nature of reality, <laughs> and and part of that, I think, is about understanding the numbers, not in a dream killing kind of way, but that if if I mean such a small number of pilots actually get picked up, such a small n- number of pilots are, are are made in such a short period of time, your chances are not good. But y- y- you uh, put yourself in a good spot, as you mentioned, to book pilots if you understand the nature of it and you take the opportunities as they're given to you with eyes open, not with, oh my God, this is going to make me a big, bright, shining star. Right? We talk about George Clooney Booking a thousand pilots, none of them went until one did, and it never is that threshold past which, oh my God, now I'm a star. You know, like it just—that's not real life, and we know that because we have actors come to our classes here all the time uh, who had a big success last pilot season, but in the interim, nothing happened or yeah, the pilot—the pilot
0: didn't get picked up, right. or, or it got picked up and it was canceled after three episodes.
1: And there's that beautiful moment in September and October or whenever now, but usually when, when these pilots that people would have given their left arm to be in, they show up on television and you watch it and you go, huh, uh,
0: that's not that great. <laughs> or even stronger, like, what the right, fuck is right, right, that? Right. You know, what were they thinking? Right. You know? Well, we
1: I, know what they were thinking. They were doing the best they can just to stay above water and try yeah. to make some sort of piece of art within, you know, a yeah. tiny period of right. time.
0: And and uh, they comp- they have to compromise themselves over right. and over and over again. And, yeah, and, and the pilot season just focuses focuses on the four big networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, yes. uh, Fox, and the CW. And even those networks are all heavily focusing on their streaming platforms that are year round so that they don't have to work in this ridiculous time of year where everybody's competing with each other for like the same 10 actors. For some reason, every year there are like 10 actors on the hit list and everybody goes after those people. You know, one year it was Christian Slater, another year it was Matthew Fox. Right. You know, I'm thinking of guys only because of these pilots... Are very much about the 35-year-old male actor who's going through some crisis. You right. know, and could he be a female? <laughs> you know, what what ethnicity can he be?
1: Someone said about about American theater. That American theater has shown us all the ways in which white men get sad. <laughs> <laughs> Which and to a certain extent, yeah. you know, and while this again, that may be another change that's happening. Yeah. Uh, although you know, we'll wait to see the numbers. But but your pilots, focus.
0: from what I'm hearing, people are networks are looking to pick up female-driven stories, stories that are non-white stories. <laughs> um, you but know. if you
1: look, if you look at the demographic, like that they're going for, right? Like, who are they trying to sell? Who are the networks trying to sell? Who are the network viewers? Um, well, there's a certain kind of folk who's, who are watching Netflix and uh, some of the streamings versus some of the cold, hard network. Like, who's going to tune in every Thursday at 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. to watch the procedural drama? Uh, so
0: It's usually an older audience. Right, so if you're making a pilot, yeah, you're yeah. thinking about them. That audience, uh, yeah. But it's not exclusively a white audience anymore. So mm-hmm. And sometimes it's segmented. So if we make our this show, this half-hour comedy with this black actor comedian star then it will appeal to that audience our our commercials are will be catering to those to that audience and we will segment our audiences out because we have to because everybody's watching it's so
1: interesting the dollars and cents of it right because and it is that that's part of it and actors need to know that right like so you're going to mcdonald's to say like hey, this is the thing we're thinking of. Would you advertise yeah. on a show like this? Yeah.
0: And, and they already they already know that in a way because they right. know who their advertisers are. Right. They know what they need to cater to and they're already building the commercials and the advertising <laughs> in their heads as they create the show. Or they'll go to something that's tried and true for their network. You know, what worked last year? Let's keep making this kind of show because it works for us or because it did well last year or on that other network. Or let's do something that competes with... The the other platforms, the other outlets, um, and do our version of that, and so that's why
1: CSI Boise.
0: There you go. It's starting to dissolve, (laughs) you know. Or you look at yeah, you look at the um, the NBC shows, you know, Chicago PD, and all those things. But but
1: again, it speaks to the economics that uh, to a certain extent there is an attempt for sameness. And that thing worked that laundry detergent worked So let's do the same laundry detergent, but put it in an orange bottle right. and see if that'll fit and so actors though Are not on the level of advertisers or bean counters, so they're dealing with creatives for the most part, for the most part, yeah, um, including some executives who may or may not be that, right, right, right. But in so in their work, what's so interesting is that the showrunners, the creative people, are trying to balance that, right? They go back and forth between this is going to appeal to a wide demographic of people, but at the same time, we want it to be gritty and amazing and you know something artistically uh, relevant. And so, uh, you as the actor are still charged with. Uh, walking into those rooms, or or, or creating those self tapes, with um, some sort of amazing artistic expression that is unique, that that offers humanity, yeah, and that does, and that pushes back against the sameness of perhaps the situation or the it's the same and procedure. And that's
0: ultimately what everybody wants. They want somebody to come in and elevate that same cop or that same detective or that same doctor to a place of a full, fully realized character, and the breakdown will be written with all kinds of contradictions to create a full human in their minds, and that's what they really, really want. But they'll start off with, how do we compromise to get our lead to get that name that will help the networks feel comfortable and pick up our show and pick up our show? And how will our test audience in, you know, Nevada... Uh, look at this, and then go. Oh well, I know that guy. I used he used to be a movie star, or I know that woman. She was on my yeah. favorite show last year. That got, right. you know, that is uh, finished its eight year run. You know, and so who are those people? So when Grey's Anatomy is over, then all of those people will have their own shows because people will watch them, and that's what people will want. So that's the dance that they do between. What do we do to? populate our casts with human beings that will that, that are our dream actors that will help us tell our story versus what is it that's going to um, satisfy right. the bean counters, the advertisers, the test audience, and ultimately the American audience, whoever they may be, or the international audience, whoever they may be, because sure. that, that's another new consideration. So all this stuff, blah, 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 <laughs> basically says to all of you, Listening, this has nothing to do with you and your talent. So how do you accept all this? You know, incubate it all, and then come out the other side. If you are getting a pilot audition, and if you're not, we'll talk about what that looks like. If you're getting a pilot audition, what do you? How do you come in with the full force of your talent? Collaborate with these people. Offer them something generously because they are exhausted and terrified, so that they feel like they're being heard and seen, and their work is being realized. Um, and then walk out whole, saying. I help them evolve and elevate their pilot script. And I can go home now and feel like I've been creative, collaborative, and done some good work today.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan, as you know, of shutting off one's head when one can, uh, which is hard for actors. And so here we are filling their heads with all of these notions. The point, though, is, and I, this is what I think actors uh, um, should understand. A, you can't control any of this stuff, right. and nor should you try. Like trying, but to I just want
0: to say it's information. you just once you have it, then it doesn't it's not magical.
1: Exactly. And, but but it, it creates the space in your head of, once you have that understanding, oh, I can't control any of this. I'm not going si- to decide the trends or whatever. But what can you control? And so with the understanding that they are, they, the showrunners and the decision makers and casting directors, uh, are not sleeping and, uh, you know, they're probably eating not as well as they can, and this is just a nutty time for them, right? It's it's And they're in this fog. Um, because of all those things, and because of the demands, and the demands within a very short period of time. Uh, You are best served by offering work that is cleaner, I mean, pointier, uh, bolder, more specific. Like, during pilot season, the answer is not to think more, to figure out what to do so you'll book. To me, the answer is uh, lean harder into your artistry, deeper into your instincts, um, and express more generously almost in your face generously, this is what this should be, Mm -hmm. showrunner. I'm telling you, because I'm a human being and this is my job to elevate this thing to the level of artistry, this is what this is, trust me. If you start hedging your bets and trying to be all things to all people, the system is going to be like that anyways, just apropos of this discussion of the frenzy of they, they don't have the ability to, to see things clearly. You have to offer clarity in your work so that they see clarity and they will be drawn to the clarity. It will be a salve for them. It, it'll calm them and go, oh, my God, yes, she took care of us. That, yes, that's what that is. Um, and, so and be the calm in the storm. And all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And you have experience of that, Risa, like people walking into this pressure cooker of of an audition room where everyone hates each other because they're three months in and can't cast the thing and nobody knows what's going on and someone calms the room.
0: Yeah, just by showing up fully, you know, and and just offering something really personal of themselves in the storytelling. Um, I remember one time I was in a room with a very uh, big executive, no, not an executive, Really, she's a producer and she didn't, she, she hated to be in rooms with actors. Why? Because it scared her because she felt like she had to take care of them yeah, yeah. and it made her really nervous and she didn't know what to do it's about so it. So weird. Right? And so she would sit, like they created this construct where they, she and her her team sat at the way at the far end of this massive conference table. And I walked in there going, what, what is happening here? Because right.
1: lepers are walking yeah. in and she needs to be away. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So w- slowly I got her closer and took the conference said let's do it in this room over in this place and <laughs> at, at the production office and then that started to happen and she was she said oh I'm so uncomfortable can I sit in the back there's no back oh my god what am I going to do and I and I said let's just try a session where you're you're in there and we'll see what happens and the director was, was fairly communicative for the for the pilot. And just so you guys all know, directors are brought in to help create this thing. And for them, it's huge because if the show gets picked up, they get a piece of it for the rest of its life. Hallelujah. So every director right now is looking for a pilot.
1: right? Got Oscar winners
0: to be and have who have been. Because in their mind, they're thinking, I do this pilot and, yeah. you know, I'm set for life. And I've seen that happen for people. In any case... What happened was during this session we were doing this one part, and actor after actor came in, and was you know, these guys who were in their fifties and sixties were performing, and they were nervous, they couldn't remember their lines, and they were just all over the place, it was a huge mess. And we were seeing a lot of celebrity guys because their managers had begged us to see them because they needed to come back. And she said to me, okay, okay I, you, you've done your experiment. <laughs> you know, It failed. I'm leaving. And I said, just like, there's just one more guy. I really want you to see this guy. And I really meant that. Um, the guy came in, and he just looked at all of us. He said, I haven't auditioned in a million years. I am here because I love this show. And I don't really know what you want me to do, but can we just, you know, pretend we're in a rehearsal and play a little bit? And, and we did, and he was amazing. And she actually offered a note that he took, and she got excited and he got the part. I mean, it took a while to get the network to sign off on him because they didn't think they thought he was a bit of a has been. Um, he is not. He never was. But and he had to come back and and, and do a test uh, for them. But that experience changed it for her because he changed it for her because he came in and said this is all a bunch of nonsense. And he said, I saw all these amazing guys in the waiting room who I've you know, revered for a lifetime, who are a little older than him. He goes, I can't, I don't, you know, each of us is individual. We each bring our own thing to this. I don't know what really you want me to do here, because I've never auditioned for a pilot. And he just said, let me just show you or work with you and figure out what this is. And because he gave us permission, not me specifically, but the the team, the creative team, permission to let go of their own anxiety and to come back to the work and to offer that to them. Oh, yeah, we've created something here. We actually want to make something that we love, that we want an audience to love, then he brought humanity to it, and he also brought this amazing sense of collaboration. And because he did that, there, was, there were gasps, and who would have thought, and how amazing, and let's do that, and they fought like hell for him. And uh, he got the part, and he was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, it speaks to you on so many levels. Um, pilot season is such a great example of this Buddhist notion of craving. Everyone wants these things so badly and they're so scared because what if they don't get them? And it's just that heightened, tense, deep, obsessive need all the time. And so you can offer a light to all of those folks uh, if in your work you have that calm, generous expression of artistry and bringing them back to it. To me, that's how you find success during. And
0: that's what does it every time. And you know, the testing process has changed now because the networks used to have you do this song and dance in person, where you'd go to the basement of CBS into this really dark room and you'd perform for forty executives. At all needing to be there because they needed to f- feel purpose in all of this.
1: With, and, with not the intention of being moved by you, they're looking at you dollar signs. I mean, it's not—it's a, a—it's a cold room
0: and politics. Like there's there's so many politics in all of this. Again, nothing that you can can say or do. But the good news is that, I guess, in any of this is that. If you can come back to the humanity of it and and to understanding where people are coming from. Um, And even the testing process now is done on tape, so they'll watch it on tape. So you don't have to put actors through that horrid process where they have to sing and dance in front of the network brass. And then that one moment, that one moment becomes the defining moment. Um, and, And again, we love the notion of what you can do during pilot season with self tapes. We have a whole other podcast on self tapes that we will attach. Uh, the link to in our show notes, so that you can t- uh, have a listen and and come back to how you can make a great self tape that will penetrate all of this craziness.
1: But of course, this is all relevant to actors who are well represented and well healed and uh, will uh, um, will participate actively in pilot season. They'll be invited to the party, and of course, the majority of, of actors won't. The majority of actors will feel like they're on the outside but we just described pilot season as both an actual industrial structure with all its limitations, mostly limitations, but also a mental construct. So if it's just a mental construct, can the actors who won't officially participate, quote unquote, rework that mental construct in their head to invite themselves to the party, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and, of course, they can. We talk about that all the time. Right? Yeah. So so then uh, let's deal first with uh, the person who feels like they're on the outside looking in at everyone having such a great time and roommates booking pilots and going out so much um, and those feelings that come up.
0: And it can be any somebody who's new to the industry. It can be somebody who's been around a little while and just hasn't... Uh, gone out for pilots or isn't getting a lot of pilot stuff because their agents are focused on other things or their agents you know can't even get them in the room or they don't have an agent and it can be for people who have had big pilot seasons and for whatever reasons that's not happening now so there are a lot of you who are having that experience there are a lot of us who are having that experience yeah, you know, and
1: we often uh, say that it's tantamount to like some prescribed holiday, like New Year's Eve, you better be doing something right. really fun. And there's this moment when the ball drops and you better be doing X, Y, or Z. Well, one can think the same thing about pilot season that I, I well, I should be at the dance. I should be uh, engaged and up for pilots and people, you know, that I talk to at the gym, like, Oh, it's so busy. Or, and, and my response is, well, it's not. So what do you do? Well, the answer is you, you create it anew in your head and make it yours. So our Answer to someone who feels like they're on the outside is make those 60 to 120 days um, a period of unprecedented artistic output. Like start now to say uh, uh, I'm gonna sit down with a calendar and map out the next two to three months or whatever and create a schedule of artistic output, including uh you know, shooting your own self-tapes, uh writing monologues, writing scenes, getting together with, with other actors, reading through scripts, getting in class, etc to create uh this structure that is your um you know robust expression of artistry within that same period of time so a couple things happen when you do that well the wheel starts turning you start radiating the work right so in this period of time when people are looking for that next thing, all of a sudden you're in and around other actors in artistic communities uh, where you're you're giving off your work. And there's something about that that makes the industry come back around. It also pulls your head out of your own ass. So you don't wallow you know, sitting on the couch playing video games and eating ice cream.
0: And feeling like a failure.
1: Feeling like a failure. Right. Like m- managing the ego and the mind and all that is so important. And the other thing is, if and when the industry does come calling, you're deep in the work. You're practicing. You're flexible. You're balanced. You uh, you have the ability to just jump right in, which is, by the way, what they need this period more than most. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to, to to Louisiana. You're leaving tomorrow. You'll be there for two weeks, and blah blah blah. Yeah.
0: Yes, great. Fine. And it's the actor who is deep in that practice, or who just came off, you know, a play, or or is in a play, or is or just came off of a show, who is whose muscles are are oiled and they're ready to go, and you. Have have to be ready to go you have to be working at that level and you have to feel like also this pilot audition if you get one in three months is not that important because here's the other thing and this goes to the non-pilot season pilot season you need to be that way all year round because Mm -hmm. pilots are being made all year round and you need to when you get an audition it may be Important, it may not be important, but you need to walk into that fully, fully um, immersed in your artistic practice.
1: So the quote-unquote pilot season specific classes that we offer here, the pilot season workout, on-camera classes, both eight-week and in our ongoing classes, um, will address on-camera work, audition work, but specifically um, beyond both of those things, how to stay in the practice consistently so it's not just the focus on the slam dunk, just the focus on the home run, just the focus on the knockout punch, but all of the push-ups and the exercises and managing your ego and head uh, and, and the kind of artistic work even that allows for that moment to happen. You can't have the singular focus on that moment, that you know six-page pilot audition for that procedural drama, uh, because it doesn't work that
0: way. Or well. on those six weeks where you feel like you're not invited to the party, you've got to- to throw your own party. Absolutely. Right across the street. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then people will come to your party and you'll be a happy whole actor and that's what the goal is here anyway. So there are so many things you can do and if your instinct is or even if your agent says to you or friends say you're going to go to san francisco to do a play or you're going to do a play in la or you're going to you know leave town to go write something in a cabin in big bear or you're going to go do that you know writing workshop or what during pilot season you're, you're crazy you go no i'm not crazy i'm totally sane and this is going to serve me and if somebody wants me to do something i'll either self-tape from where i am which is what they want in any case or you know i'll drive or fly back if it's that important and 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 and, and i'll be ready and i'll miss a show if i have to but I, I will be in and of the work. And so what we sub, uh, prescribe is that you uh, create this artistic calendar for yourself. And you, uh, you, you have a goal and you, and you, you set a, 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 um, an, an objective, and you spend the next two months prepping, creating, and hitting that objective, and we will offer you that in our free pilot season playbook, which has so much intel and information that goes beyond what we're talking about now, and also takes you on that journey so that you can be accountable to yourself as an artistic uh, leader. So what as you're doing? Creator.
1: What you're doing is you're hijacking pilot season. You're, I love that. You're saying, "Okay, hey, this that. is happening." Yeah. And you guys are doing your thing. Yeah. And alongside of you, parallel to you, while, while you're beating your you know head against the wall, I'm going to be right beside you, doing you know an unprecedented amount of consistent uh, work that I'm going to output, be it writing or acting or whatever else. And uh, and if and if you turn and take a look at me, I'll be there right there with you. And if not, that's fine too, because I'm really engaged in, yeah, in what I'm doing yeah. here. It's a great so, way to live.
0: Yeah. It's, and and then that carries on because now that becomes your practice throughout right. the year. So we ask you to declare that for yourself. We'll talk about that a little bit later yeah. um, in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we want to welcome to this episode of the Pilot Season podcast, Becky Silverman.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Um, And you're teaching. You just started the Pilot Season workout.
2: I did, first class last night. How'd that go? It went great. It went great. Everyone seemed really excited. And um, I think there's something really special about spending eight weeks with the same group and the same actors and really getting a sense of who they are and what their abilities are and watching them grow and come out of their shells. So I'm excited.
0: And that's different from being in the room in an audition where you, even if you know an actor, you get only those few minutes.
2: Certainly. It's a totally different dynamic. It's a totally different energy. And I probably said 10 times last night. Class is is a space to mess up and make the mistakes and not worry about it being word perfect and and everything having to be the way it's supposed to be what are we doing there then if that's if that's what it is so so i i don't want it to be perfect i want room to to work and to grow and see where how it all evolves
1: Cool. So yeah. we're talking about pilot season here. First thing that comes to mind for you when you think of the notion of pilot season? Is it trauma? Is it joy? Is it What is it?
2: Somewhere in the middle. I mean, I think it's a different beast today than it was when I started and awesome. even certainly when ago. other people started. Uh, well, the cycles are different, so, right. so even though there still exists that, that rush and that madness, it doesn't feel quite as crazy as it used to be because you know that the streaming services or some of the the cable channels are doing their pilots at a totally different time. Um, So the scrambling for the three leading men that everybody wants (laughs) and who's going to woo them the best to get them on their network it doesn't exist in that same way i don't think
0: but there still is the those per, the two guys who wrote that <laughs> you know supernatural you know pilot um about you know teenagers who become you know gods and also do musical dancing and singing their their hearts and souls are in that and that's not a real pilot but if anybody out there wants to write it go ahead but it feels right, like,
2: like it be, 100% yeah. could be right
0: but for them, just gave someone a brilliant idea. For, for those two guys, or two two women, or guy and woman, whatever whoever, whoever they are, I mean, p- people are coming at at casting directors mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. This is everything to me. If if you find me, so I wrote this for Adrian Brody and and and, and Robert Downey Jr. And I know I can't get them, <laughs> but who who is there? Who will who is either known or unknown? And and please pull that name out of your hat, like right here in this interview, because for those of you who don't know this casting directors, including me and Becky have to interview for jobs just like you do. And there's a lot of like, will you save me? Will you elevate me to the promised land? Will you get me Adrian Brody and Rob Downey Jr. or a version of them? Mm -hmm. Um, so there's still that coming at you with, with such need, I find. And then that's right. Then that's where
2: we come in and we say, well, what about this person or this person? No, I don't think that person's right at all. Or and then you get that that comment of, I never really thought about this person as this. And then that's when I think our jobs come in to say, I saw him or her in this, or I saw a glimmer of this in this part, and I just think that this would really allow her to shine. And hopefully you're working with someone who respects your opinion and has hired you for your opinion, and they listen to you whether they, they say yes or not is a different story, but right. so you're, you're at s- least discussing right. and, and having a conversation rather than it just being this is who I want.
0: And so then what or happens bust. when you're down the line with, with the, the creative team investing in this person who you got them excited about, and then you're going simultaneously or thereafter to the studio network and the network goes, what? No, I don't know. No, that's not, not not right. We would like you to think about this, these people, then you have to come back and convince your creative team about somebody that you don't even believe in. What is that like?
2: That is part of our jobs as as casting directors to negotiate make, and make every and make every make sure everyone's happy, make sure everyone's being heard. Um, again, hopefully your producer is someone who understands that that is a possibility, knows that. I'm just going to go with she for all of this. She needs to choose her battles wisely. And that might not be the one to pick, even though it's an important one. I mean, your cast is your cast. And when you're casting a pilot, that's who you're going to have for more often than not the duration of the series. So it's a big deal. And now with all the technology and the tapes and the international and have you looked here and have you talked to this person? Um, I think a lot more is expected of us in terms of the process, but it still boils down to who really inhabits all of those qualities in the best way possible and
0: when and when that and when that doesn't happen, and you're a week away from shooting, and there's that person has not been found because everybody's written that same part, and everybody's fought for that same person, and you've just lost you know, all your possibilities for whatever reasons to other shows or to, you know, bigger, better jobs elsewhere. What, what's, what do you do then?
2: I like to think that everyone at that point shifts their expectation. Give me a beat. Let me go recheck my notes.
1: Scrape the bottom of the barrel. And... I'll see what else.
2: <laughs> let, me, let me just see what else. And, and when, then, frankly, I have no idea what the answer
1: will be yeah, once yeah. I yeah. get lot of, that lot of moment. A yes, lot of yes ending here, which I love. Yeah. But at what point do you say no, and how do you say it?
2: <laughs> well, I suppose when you've asked, when you're able to show that you've done the right. work. Yeah, sure. the lists are 19 pages long.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm
2: Yeah. Um, and I think these days it gets harder and harder because it feels like there are so many more people. It's not right. just.
0: People, people the, weighing in, weighing in. Got it. Yeah.
2: Multiple studios, so who are those multiple people? executive producers. Okay. Yeah. Multiple. So maybe it's the creator, and then also a showrunner because it's a first-time uh, executive. You know, first-time writer, and then the director comes on board. You know, a few weeks into the process, and you have your primary studio, and then you also have your secondary studio, and then you have you know. The, the pod production company that brings it to the studio and then you have your network or your service or your platform
1: and... And you're like, answering to all of them?
0: And each and each one has a every, group of people. So right. you're talking like 20 people weighing in. So yeah. it's, it's I think, less about, you know, having to report
2: to each one sure. than everyone's got an opinion. And everyone's and on the same lot. email chain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that, I think, is the biggest challenge because the casting director and the creator of the show can be on the same page about every single thing. And I I think you hope that that's the case, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything when all is said and done. And, and it's, it's a push and pull and a give and take. I think.
1: So where's the joy in it for you then? Yeah. We're dealing with all the apocalyptic scenarios. Well, yeah. Like-
0: I'm throwing, and, I'm throwing know, things at you because I, these things happen and 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 people compromise and 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 adjust. Mm-hmm. You know, every single day until they get to the point of you know making that deal with the devil or with God, and that <laughs> that, that this is going to have to be okay because I don't. This is where we're headed.
2: And it's just gonna and it's gonna have to be okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I look. So I've four- never been in
2: a situation where the the showrunner is not happy with any piece of of that casting mm. puzzle. That would be really difficult. Yeah, and I would hope that the powers that be would would recognize that and work to make everyone as happy as possible.
0: Okay. <laughs> I haven't. I've I've had the opposite experience many times. So that's tough. Yeah, it is tough. Well, what did what you just you try to you try to offer some salvation and you acknowledge that it's a compromise and you ask them maybe write to that person more, um, you know, because now it's something different, you know, and, and, um, support those people that, you know, that lead actor or act, actress with strong actors that Mm -hmm. you can then you know i mean the conversations that i've had go as far as maybe you kill that i've said this to somebody (laughs) recently maybe you kill that the lead actor off after season one and you and you support the cast with such strong people that they can take over the show should it have that life because you've got to make this work with that person because we do not have a choice
2: and then hopefully you're surprised
0: yeah and yeah, yeah. because
2: a lot of times you ha- you know there's this idea in your head and then you don't get it and that's extremely disappointing but then someone else always gets that part you know yeah. like someone someone's always going to be on set yeah. and then it just becomes something different and it doesn't always become something good i completely recognize that but but it could be something but it wonderful it could be something wonderful yeah, just yeah, yeah. something that you didn't see right at the very at the very beginning but yeah. I like what you just said about this is this is who you're getting so maybe embrace it and write to it and and have an open mind about it
0: and I think for people listening, I think you, just for you to understand this conversation we're having speaks to the fact that that those people are not all powerful. They don't always get what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, show creators, executive producers, people who have run networks that are now executive producers and have five shows on the air do not always get what they want. Yeah. And they are at your mercy in some ways, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So to, to to follow up on your question, Steve, so what is the fun and the joy in in doing a pilot, which is so challenging and so intense.
1: Well, first do you prefer doing a pilot rather than doing something else, a film, a episodes? Yeah.
2: I mean, I do love the energy of pilot season. I do. It's crazy, but I think it can there's there's something so
1: rewarding
2: about it at the end of not the day, at the end of, you know but even that Ten one,
1: weeks. There, there is an <laughs> end to it right so you know you can push and push and not sleep and at the end of 10 weeks you can collapse and recover cuz it'll end because someone will right. someone's someone
2: going to be, be on, on set on yeah, yeah someone will will someone's feet will be on on that stage i do love the process of of casting a pilot and i think the fun and magic happens when you veer off just a little bit from from that straight and narrow and it's extremely rewarding when your producers respond to that where where like I said earlier like I didn't necessarily see it that way but I I really really like it and that's the best part but that that happens in episodic as well I think it's just a bigger picture when when it's a pilot because you're
0: creating from scratch
2: you're creating from scratch right. you you are as the casting director and the actor what are they bringing to this unknown it's, it's up to them to, they're not creating the world, I suppose, but they're only given and not always 60 pages or 30 pages. And they kind of have to create a lot of that, that
1: life and that backstory for themselves. And, And speaking to that, what is it about pilot season that is different for actors in terms of what you see in self tapes and in the room? Like how do they have to switch things up or do they, uh, to th- in that process specifically.
2: I think it's this it's the same on different levels. I think the 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 work and the prep has to be is is the same whether it's frankly a two-line part or a series regular. It's just you're going to give it different amounts of time and energy. But who are who is this person? Where have they been? Where are they going? And I think it's important to bring with pilots, when creating a series regular, you have to bring something of yourself to it as well. Not something crazy or different or that isn't even on the page, but just something. You have to bring that character off the page and to life. And that's For what, the first time ever. For, for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, who is this person? And while that is extremely overwhelming and daunting. I think there's something so exciting about that as well, that, you know, you're given these parameters and, and sure, I think you should listen to them, but also give yourself the freedom to, to create this brand new thing.
0: And that's bringing, if you bring yourself fully to that, because at the end of the day, people are really casting human beings, not characters you know when mm-hmm. you're when you're creating a group of people who are going to be together in this emergency room or in this in this police station or you know in what you know in this uh group of friends. group apartment of friends yeah, this band of who, brothers and sisters whoever mm-hmm. they are it's 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 really who are these who are you as a human being and and how do how do you move people in that room and how do you bring your own personal point of view to the to the story mm-hmm. that's the thing that Wins the day, I think.
1: I, I want to chat just a little bit about where you find actors, and you know, we talked about the series regulars and what that looks like, and mm-hmm. the lists and whatever. But in as much as it feels like people are looking for volume these days, and you have access to volume through self tapes from all over the world, um, is there a world this pilot season, for instance, in which an actor is unrepresented? Uh, super talented. Maybe, you know, she's putting up her one woman show and like people know her, right? But like she doesn't, she's not in the rooms all the time At which it gets to a point, you know, in March where they're still looking and someone will sort of peek around in places they wouldn't normally. And you, and you bring her in. Where
0: What's do you the question? Yeah, yeah. where do you, where, where do you dig? I mean, so so, yeah. so well, like yeah. that
2: as an example, right. I think is fantastic everywhere. Right. Um, you have your relationships with the theater programs around town. Right. You have you you go to whatever theater you go to. You go to whatever improv shows you go to. And so maybe that untested actor isn't in your first round. Or maybe she is. But if she's not and you're still looking and you know that this could be really interesting, yeah, you bring her in. And maybe you don't pretend that, that she's something that she's not, you make everyone aware. Like I saw her in her one woman show and she has such presence and and sass and whatever it is that, that they're looking for in this character. She gave a great read for me the other day. I just wanted you guys to see her,
1: Right.
2: see what happens from that. Hmm.
1: Stranger things have happened, sure. I think. But to be clear, yeah. you so- go to the improv shows and you go to those places to find actors.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Great. Yeah, I mean, it's important to know, right? So people who are on the outside thinking, "Ugh, uh, the only way in is to get not only an agent but the right agents
0: and a fancy agent who's going to get you right. in," and, you know, because mm-hmm. they're looking for fancy. They're looking for big. We talked earlier in the podcast about sh- uh, show creators and producers, executive producers, and, and studios needing actors to compete with the cast of Big Little Lies and The Morning Show and you know the fancy shit, and and so they want the fancy stuff. And so how do those people who are not not that fancy, you know, get in on this thing and get a shot at this. And you know, when when and how does that happen?
2: You keep doing your thing. You keep taking your classes and making sure that regardless of of the auditions that are coming in, you're doing what you love to do each and every week surrounded by people who support you so that your mind is staying focused on on where you need to be and what you need to be doing. Yes, of of course we speak to the quote big agencies or the fancy agencies or whatever it is and you make a list of names of of recognizable names. Sure, that's that's almost always gonna be at least part of the process. And the beginning part. And the beginning part. Right. Exactly. But I also feel like with how much content there is, not everybody's gonna, you know, compete with big little lies. Sometimes right. people just you know, need to find fantastic actors and make a television show and enough people are going to watch it. I'm not right. sure who could possibly compete with, you know, Meryl Streep on your television.
0: I know people who could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Meryl, classy, Meryl, Meryl Streep knows people who could, <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. But th- I think that's so important, though, because our audience, you guys listening, um, you know, may feel like I don't, you know, don't know how to get a, have a shot at this thing. And it just, at every casting director, every person we've spoken to on the podcast and who we know, I love that you're saying that, comes back to that, and I, you guys need to hear this, that that people do look outside the the obvious channels, and, and, and the, the message is keep doing your thing, keep immersing yourself in the work, keep doing what you love, keep those muscles flexed, uh, because it makes you a happy whole actor, and because it keeps you ready. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I suspect that's part of the charm for you, is like, I found this amazing person, Oh my god, why hasn't like anyone given her a shot yet? She's so brilliant. Or maybe she just something in her life and whatever, she's just stepping out into the light in a certain way that just makes it undeniable and you found her. You brought her in. Like that's great. I mean, we I hate to say this.
2: We get such little recognition for what we do. It's so true. yes, when there are those moments of oh my goodness. Look I look who I found. Right. You kind of want to take it, because they're few and far between, and you don't know when and it's going to happen again. That's Anybody but...
0: can make that list, and anybody mm-hmm. could, mm-hmm. you know, just dance around with, like, oh, put, oh, yeah, okay, Rob Downey Jr. and brodie Brody are going, going to go off the top of the list. Sure, great, good for us. You know, but the real work, the real joy, the real effectiveness comes when you can find that amazing actor, or, or, or not find... Just bring in yes. all those amazing actors yes. you know. I and mean, whether it's, them.
2: it's someone's first job or someone's first series regular, yeah. to be able to have that conversation with that actor who is who oh is being given that, yeah. it's such a wonderful, special thing. You like doing that
1: in, in person over the phone? You like hearing the voice? I mean, you, well, tell the agent?
2: you know, because sometimes you don't always get to, yeah, sure. to do it, but sometimes you do get to see that person afterwards once, like, right. they know that they got the part. And it's. It's just a really wonderful thing, and not in an egotistical way, just in a, this person's life could change completely now, and I was there to witness it.
1: And what's interesting is that that speaks to the why for so many of the casting directors that we know, like collaborating with artists giving opportunity to Mm -hmm. artists, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you talk about wanting to be a cast director from nine years old or whatever. It's like, that sort of stuff. Right. But, uh, and, and, and then what that, what that leads to, or what speaks to is like that for actors who are doing the work consistently at a particular level, but whether it's within the, you know, uh, um, confines of the ivory towers or not, um, you know, if you put yourself out there, it becomes a small town. So all of a sudden like you have access because you're speaking the same language of, art and being affected as that woman who does not have an agent but is kicking ass in this show that she wrote. Yes. Which is super cool. Absolutely.
0: So in all of this, what do you think the best, the biggest lesson is for actors? Who are feeling on the outside and aren't getting pilot auditions? We talked to Steve and I talked about this a little bit, and we have you know some feelings about it. But you know, people who aren't getting pilot auditions never got one, used to get one. You know, in this now it's almost like six weeks. It's gotten so condensed because scripts sometimes aren't picked up till the beginning of February. Now they're starting to, to get, shoot mid March. They have more time to edit to get it to the. Um, to the network so that it can go into the, the, the next stage of the process, which are the upfronts in mid-May uh, where stuff is being looked at and you know, the, the, the chosen and then presented to advertisers. So, so what do you say to those actors who feel like they're just not at the party?
2: That's got to be frustrating. Yeah, I can't imagine. Pilot season, it's just a name. It's just a title. It's just a very short period of time. Are you in class? Are you doing what you love to do? Are you keeping yourself immersed in that world? And even if you're not getting to to do it at a pilot audition, are you getting to do it elsewhere? I think that's the number one thing that's going to keep an actor going Mm -hmm. and positive and happy and fulfilled. And then getting a little more specific than that, I think make some self-tapes can't yeah. guarantee you know you're you're not going to be guaranteed that they're going to get looked at. Yeah. But do it. I do it know, I and love that. send it somewhere. Yeah, I love that. Because then you've you've done something. You've done it. Mm-hmm. You've been proactive. You and and you know what? It might get watched and it might be great and then you never know.
0: And you can get access to auditions uh, in all kinds of ways, if you're scrappy enough, mm-hmm. through friends, you know, getting getting online to where they're posted. Because during the interesting thing, pilots are actually put out there the whole script, which doesn't happen in episodic or in films because nobody wants to, to you know let those secrets out in the storytelling. Mm-hmm. But it, a pilot script will be out there for the taking, yeah. and they're and so they're not that hard to find. And you can you know get into a self tape practice where you actually do this, like do a self tape every day for six weeks or five days a week for six weeks you know be in this a self-tape practice so that even past this pilot season construct time yeah. you're now a self-tape you know aficionado
2: aficionado absolutely yeah. and you've done
0: all the do's and don'ts of it and you've practiced it and you've made it your own and you've made little films as self-tapes and you've just really dug into that process
2: yep you've been doing your thing hopefully you've been watching them back to see what works, what doesn't, what looks good, what's too bright, what's too loud, what's too this, so that you are a pro, so yeah. that you don't even, you know, you know exactly where to go and where to stand in your apartment, and there's not really a question, and you can just So go they do become it. easier. Mm-hmm. They just
0: become much easier yeah. and more fluid. No scrambling. Yeah, yeah. Any closing thoughts about this, about this whole pilot season? Yes.
2: It's not as overwhelming as it sounds, and it doesn't need to be. Like, I think you... And I talk about every time we see each other, all that all that matters. All that matters is the work. That's all that matters. So if you're doing that, you're going to be fine.
0: Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Becky. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. We couldn't get to everything in the time allotted on this episode. There's so much more to talk about. But the takeaway from everything that we've just told you about the true nature of what pilot season is, and this may be hard for you to hear, is that you can't strategize your way into booking a pilot. There aren't any answers that you can find that lead to booking a pilot because nobody knows. Nobody knows exactly what this is. Nobody knows really what they want. Everybody's just guessing. But here's what we do know for sure. What you can do during this time of year is the consistent bold work of being an actor, of making work, creating a pilot season, and a structure for your life as an artistic being that is yours and yours alone and that's exhibiting artistic leadership in everything you do. So while everybody in town is floundering and desperately grasping at straws and hoping that they guessed right and, frankly, just trying to survive, the only thing that makes a casting director, showrunner, agent, show creator, or executive take notice of you is finding you deep in the work. So what we're offering you is the Pilot Season Playbook, as we mentioned, which is an online series of audios from me and Steve, along with some workbook assignments and exercises that you can do in a way for you to take control of this thing. And with the Pilot Season Playbook, we are challenging you. And this is different than what you might expect us to say. We're challenging you to set yourself a creative goal that you will focus on during the next few months to explore and execute. We challenge you to release your hyper focus on pilot season or whatever you think it is on the construct of it all and on any need for validation, and release the fear of not being invited to the party. And put all of that energy, almost solely on a creative task that you are personally and deeply connected to. And that's so exciting. So if it's a script you'll write, a scene you'll shoot, a play you'll produce, a commitment to dive fully into a new creative practice, whatever that is for you. We're asking you to take command of this time to transcend it by defining it with your own creative measurement. That shift to being a creative leader is a massive one. It changes your place in the world, in the industry, and done boldly, it creates a galvanizing pull that draws the industry in towards you. We see it happen every pilot season. Every year. So go ahead and grab the playbook. It's completely free. Make that commitment to yourself. And thanks for listening. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to the Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world.
1: Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. And as a thank you to our incredible community, we want to give you an amazing free gift. It's called The Comprehensive Guide to the Perfect Self Tape.
0: So all you have to do is screenshot your review, send it to theactingpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll send you an exclusive gift of the perfect self-tape guide to take your work to the next level.
1: And come visit us online at thebgbstudio.com. And if you're in L.A., Atlanta, or New York, jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful.